Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hey there, and welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast here from the Marsh at Podcast Alley. If you're watching us, on YouTube, uh, the WeTube, or any of our uh, various uh, social media streams. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. If you're listening on your favorite podcast uh, app, and we thank you for downloading this episode. It's number 43, and remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. But before we do anything, before we go any further, I need to find out what's your groove? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? Kind of grabs you by the boo boo, don't it? Pipe in a grape, long in a blitz. This is great. This is the bee's knees. Can you dig it? All right, so when I say, what's your groove, I want to know if you are grooving with something while you're listening to this show, what it is, what strain, what method, anything. Maybe it's a joint, maybe it's uh, some CBD capsules to relax you, uh, maybe it's an edible, I'm not really sure. Uh, I've got the, uh, what I call the uh, Hexasaurus Rex, uh, the Hexagon from Burnt. I've got it loaded up with some mango haze. Gives me a, a good dose of uh, energy. Uh, allows me to focus. I do have some uh, other things that I have to do. Uh, and it's not uh, going to, out of this world, uh, make me uh, lie on the couch and do nothing. So without further ado, let me get my groove on. All right, so if you are grooving with anything, please uh, let me know. Hit me up on uh, any of our social media feeds and let me know what you are grooving with. It's, uh, it's just a lot more fun if you participate while you listen. You mind if I do it, Jay? Anything you want, dude. Anything you want. All right, so here's what's coming down the pipe on this episode. Mike Lewis is the Grow Pro. He's going to join us, and uh, if you're looking at getting into a home grow operation, he is a man that can definitely help you out with that. David Wiley from uh, the OZ will join us once again for this week in cannabis news. Uh, unfortunately, some sad news uh, from the cannabis world. Um, a, uh, a young girl who inspired many uh, lost a battle, likely due to uh, COVID-19. So we'll tell you about that, as uh, well as some good news uh, for the Ontario consumer um, as far as retail outlets being allowed to stay open in uh, a few ways. Chris Ionson from Nova Cannabis, Jasper Av, our educator, will drop by. 
Looking forward to bringing you What's That Strain? Strawberry Twist from Sundial. I think you're going to like it. And our cannabis question is about your favorite time of day to consume. I want to hear your thoughts. We'll get into that a little bit later. We'll, of course, give you our uh, promo code uh, for Lobo Genetics. You can get 50% off a DNA kit. And we will continue telling you about our April appreciation party. To get in on it, all you have to do is subscribe to our newsletter on our website at www.cannabis101podcast.ca. All right, the Cannabis uh, and Hemp Expo has been rescheduled April, or rather October 3rd and 4th, it will go, uh, once again at the Edmonton Expo Center, and we will be there on location with a booth. We will be doing uh, some podcasts, so if you want to be a part of the show, you can come and say hi, and we'll have some goodies to give away. So that has been rescheduled. It was supposed to be later this month, but obviously... Um, uh, so many things have had been rescheduled. So October 3rd and 4th is the Cannabis Hemp Expo. You can get more details at CannabisHempExpo.com. Looking forward to that. And as always, I love telling you about Lobo Genetics and how you can get 50% off your DNA kit when you use the promo code CANNABIS101. Head to LoboGene.com, use the promo code CANNABIS101, and boom. It's like having your own bud tender because not only do you find out how you metabolize cannabis, also how you react to THC as far as your mental health uh, and memory, potential memory uh, loss risks. Uh, so it tells you a little bit about you know what you can enjoy and maybe what you should stay away from. But then it makes recommendations. I'm, I'm going with Mango Haze today in, in What's Your Groove because it was recommended uh, for when I need some uh, energy and looking for some focus. It was recommended. So head to LoboGene.com, use the promo code CANNABIS101 and get 50% off your DNA kit at www.LoboGene.com. It's prize time. Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe in a crepe, bong in a blintz. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. Our cannabis question today is what is your favorite time to consume uh, favorite time to smoke, eat, uh, dab, whatever it might be. What is your most favorite time? Um, listen, there, I don't really have a time where I don't like to uh, consume. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I really love every every minute of the day. Um, you know, obviously 420 people like to uh, light up uh, at that point sometimes, but if I had to narrow it down to one, uh, I am a sucker. I'm a sucker when it comes to uh, wake and bake. Uh, you know, when I have a, a, a day off and I have enough things that are, I don't have anything on the go, I absolutely love, um, you know, hitting my ice cold hexagon or rolling a joint. Uh, you know, maybe you have some King Palms, some special, 
papers or something like that. You know, a wake and bake, uh, especially in the summertime, if you can be outside in the sun in the morning, it is absolutely my favorite time to consume. But like I said, um, I don't turn down many times uh, to consume as long as I have no work to do. So my favorite time is the wake and bake. But of course, I want to hear what your favorite times of the day or night to consume. When do you really like to get after it? You can hit me up on Twitter at the cannabis 101. And of course, we will be giving away a prize pack just for submitting your responses. Uh, Dead Deer Ones is right before bed or when cleaning the house these days. Cannabis is great for house cleaning. Uh, Pope's Nose says, morning, I love my homemade coconut oil and honey on toast. And then keep it going all day. Nice. And Muffled Cream says, during quarantine all day. Yeah, I I think a lot of people are uh, uh, starting to really enjoy working from home and, um, you know, having the odd hit from a bong or a pipe or little bit of a J, um, you know, probably helps them uh, get more stuff done. Uh, I, I get, uh, I'm so much more productive um, when I uh, am able to use cannabis, uh, whether I'm doing some editing for this show or my other podcasts uh, or anything like that. Uh, so I think a lot of people are probably enjoying it during the day right now. So that is our uh, cannabis question. What is your favorite time to consume? Hit us up on any of our social media feeds at the Cannabis 101 on Twitter, at the Cannabis 101 podcast on Instagram, the Cannabis 101 podcast on Facebook, and you can email us Cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com. Remember, you can be anonymous and still win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Uh, Just let us know that you would like to remain anonymous and you could still be victorious in that way. All right, before we get to our April appreciation party and our main interview, I want to tell you what goes well with cannabis, or I want to ask you what goes well with cannabis. What do you pair with cannabis? Uh, That's what uh, I am looking for today. For me, I'm watching old baseball. I'm watching a ton of old baseball games right now. They all look like potheads. Uh, They all got like, uh, you know, the stash, the crazy sideburns. Uh, Some of them look a little bit like hippies. Um, so I'm, I'm loving, uh, digging, uh, the, uh, old baseball games like the 1970s, uh, you know, the, the fifties and sixties, they were pretty clean cut, but in the seventies and the early eighties, uh, man, there were some, um, raunchy looking characters with some wild hair. So I'm loving old baseball games. That's what I'm pairing well uh, with, uh, cannabis in the, the last little while with no live sports to watch. It's, uh, it's all I can get and I'll take it. All right, uh, before we get to our April Appreciation Party announcement, here's the weed song from the artist, My Dead Dog. Cannabis 101 podcast, 
your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Beautiful. The weed song from the artist My Dead Dog leads us right into our April Appreciation Party update. So this is what we're doing. Each week we'll have a giveaway. Uh, We started last week with a Regal Cigar, courtesy of Andre from Regal Cigars. Check them out at www.theregalcigar.com. And to wrap up 420 month, we will have a grand prize package and we will be revealing those items uh, one at a time. Uh, Last week, it was a four pack of Regal Cigars. So you're getting every single Regal Cigar. You're getting the Walnut, the Paduk, the Purple Heart, the Zabrano. Pretty awesome. We also announced earlier last week that uh, courtesy of the fine folks at Spirit Leaf Argyle in Edmonton, uh, we're adding a Beaker Bong to the mix. So you're going to get four cigars and a giant Beaker Bong. And that's not all. We are also going to throw in a free DNA kit from Lobo Genetics. So this is good news. You can get your 50% off with using the promo code, the Cannabis 101 or Cannabis 101, all one word. And also, if you win this grand prize package, you're getting a free DNA kit as it is. So more grand prizes to announce as we get closer to the end of the month. But here's how you get in on the mix. Head to our website, cannabis101podcast.ca, subscribe to the newsletter. That's it. If you're subscribed to the newsletter, you're in for the giveaway every Friday during April and the grand prize 420 package at the end of the month as we celebrate 420 month all of April. Plus, it's an easy way to keep up with, hopefully, your favorite podcast. So there it is, the April Appreciation Party. We are celebrating 420 month all April long. And I want you to get in on the mix easily. Just uh, sign up to the Cannabis website at www.cannabis101podcast.ca. Hit subscribe. You're in the mix. And you could be walking home with a Regal Cigar every Friday in April or the grand prize package as well. Mike Lewis, the Grow Pro, in just a few seconds. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast. Your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Excited to have Mike Lewis joining me. He is the Grow Pro, and this is the Cannabis 101 podcast. Uh, Mike, thanks very much for being here. First of all, tell us uh, a little bit about what the Grow Pro is. Well, at the Grow Pro, uh, we're dedicated to helping you achieve top quality and yield by providing grow room design, installation, custom hydroponic systems, aeroponic systems, and comprehensive tech support. Quite interesting. Um, what did you uh, do 
um, before you uh, got the Grow Pro off the ground, um, actually, what did you do before you got into cannabis? Or is this something that's uh, kind of always been a, a job for you? Uh, cannabis has always been in and out of my life. Uh, definitely been involved in it for sure throughout my life since I was a teenager. Um, but before this, I was working on the rigs for several years. And then I actually decided to become a ski and snowboard instructor part-time. And I started the GrowPro so that I could be at home and be with my family more. Uh, that's uh, that's the best thing. Uh, when you can do something that you love, and, and obviously uh, you have a passion for this, but work it into being able to spend more time at home, um, that's wonderful. Was there, a, was there kind of one moment where, uh, you know, you were working and you thought, you know what, I can turn my passion and my knowledge uh, into something that can not only, you know, be a career for me, but help a whole lot of other people. Was there one kind of like light bulb moment that went off for you? Uh, probably a few light bulb moments. I just get a, I started getting a lot of friends asking me for advice or calling me asking how they should do certain things or how they would implement something, how they would design something, what size tent they would use, uh, lighting systems, whatever. They just asked me all kinds of questions and, how to set stuff up. And then I started realizing, Hey, you know, like I'm good at this. And if people are calling me for it all the time, why not capitalize on it and make a business on it and do what I love? Well, that's the thing. Um, my, that was kind of be my, my next question. You're, you have all these uh, friends coming to you for uh, advice and questions and uh, things like that. Um, you know, obviously you have a, a strong background in, in, into, you know, how to grow the plant uh, from start to finish, et cetera. Um, how did you start off growing? Uh, what was it, uh, you know, first of all, even before the grow pro uh, came about, uh, how did you end up getting into growing? Uh, that was kind of just an uh, opportunity, and I think a lot of it had to do with location. I grew up in Penticton, B.C., and everybody and their dog out there pretty much yeah. grows. So it's, it's pretty normal to be involved in it in some shape or form out there. And as kids, actually, like 12, 13, 14 years old, we used to uh, work as trimmers um, for various different growers in town, um, just helping out with their local grows. and help them look after it and trim it up, whatever they needed done, watering, whatever. And so we got firsthand experience learning what growing was all about. And it was a really cool experience for us. So we got a bag of weed at the end of the day and we were happy and that was good. But uh, growing up, as I got older, um, it definitely, definitely started progressing. Uh, so it, cannabis has kind of seemed like it's kind of second nature, uh, especially in, in, in that area. As you said, everybody would seem to be involved in it. Uh, a, a much different world, um, uh, I guess, much different part of uh, the country than, than, than as you start expanding and you realize, oh, my goodness, uh, you know, cannabis isn't normal for a lot of people like it is back home. No, and that was one thing that I noticed when I moved here in Alberta, and actually uh, that's one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to start growing my own and really just be self-sufficient in that regard. Um, the biggest thing for me, I think, was the fact that the majority of weed that I could get in the black market was garbage, or I had to rely on weed dealers with really horrible times, like track dealer times, like I don't know what else to call it, but they'll tell you they're going to be there in an hour and show up in seven hours, or they'll tell you they're going to be there that day and show up three days later. So it's just super unreliable. And 
especially getting what you want when you want. Yeah, you know what? I, I think the uh, the biggest thing, um, and and I think we saw a, a prime example of it is uh, the the um, the poison in the black market vapes. Right, that's the big the concern is you don't know what's going into it unless you know you know the grower intimately you don't know how this product is uh uh you know being produced or or marketed or, or, or packaged or anything like that um and what goes into it when you grow at home when you do it yourself you know everything so what is it that attracts you to the growing process uh what attracts me to the growing process is pretty much just really being able to control every aspect of the product I'm consuming from, like you said, like from the nutrients that I'm putting into the plant to the way I cure it, to the way I process it, um, whatever, even just to the different strains that I choose and how I choose to grow them, all that kind of stuff. Um, you have absolute control over what you are producing and you're going to get what you put into it. So if you put quality into it, you're going to get a quality product, right? So you're not always getting that when you, when you go to the store. And I feel that a lot of the stuff that we get from the store is not exactly as high quality as they like to say it is. I would agree with that. Um, you know, there, there is some really great stuff out there, but there are times where I'll bring something home from the store and I don't need a grinder for it because it just breaks up in my hand. It's so dry or, you know, the, the, the mm -hmm. trim job I got recently on something, it looked like it was done with a butter knife. So, uh, there are unfortunate, <laughs> uh, examples out there, uh, you know, but there are some great, there is some great stuff too. So it's a, it's a balance and it, and I think it will get better. I think, you know, the, the yeah. companies that are, are giving you the, the butter knife trim job aren't going to last. They're not going to be around because people aren't going to pay, uh, that much money for it. But I, I think it's a, I, I think it's a passion too, right? I mean, the, the people that I've talked to, mm -hmm. uh, they just absolutely love it. They care for it. They, they think of their plants almost uh, childlike as children and, and, and part of them. And, and, and you kind of have to have that, especially if you're going to, uh, do this a lot. Uh, do you have a favorite aspect of the growing process? I think my favorite aspect is just waking up in the morning and, getting to see and experience what I've created. Um, even if it's just opening the tent, looking at what I've, what's going on and saying hi to the girls. And, you know, it just, it's a, it's a feel good feeling knowing that you've created this, that you have created life and nurtured life to this point And it's become what it is. It's just, uh, it's a, a kind of a self rewarding experience, I think. Uh, and any gardener I think could appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of like, um, you know, you can, you know, I, I guess you can uh, just half-ass it and, you know, do the do the work and, you know, not get emotionally attached, but I think most people do. And, um, you know, you can get really involved, uh, whether it's, you know, playing music for your plants, talking to them, you know, my mm -hmm. uh, our good friend, Chris Ionson, uh, you know, he tells me he talks to his plants all the time and plays music for them. So there's a lot of other things from just the actual nuts and bolts of the growing that you can do to be involved and, and, and get emotionally invested in it, isn't it? Isn't there? Absolutely, for sure. And actually, uh, you're talking about music being played with plants. There's actually science now to back that up. And scientists have confirmed um, through multiple different tests now and different theories and whatever, they've proven that uh, plants will actually grow up to 10 to 15 percent better um, played with classical music and certain different 
types of music, uh, Indian classical music I heard as well, uh, will actually produce the right vibrations to increase the grow capacity of most plants. So it's actually really interesting, the science behind that kind of stuff. Wow. Um, uh, it, it is amazing. Not only are we finding out uh, so much more about the plant itself uh, and, you know, the different uh, cannabinoids and terpenes that we're discovering, but now we're discovering, um, you know, how we can improve the quality of this plant. I mean, the, the greatest thing about legalization, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome that I can go to a store, buy a joint, come home, smoke it, and my neighbor's not going to mm-hmm. go reefer madness and call the cops on me. Uh, that's awesome. But the, uh, the greatest yeah. thing is the research that we're going to learn about, you know, the, the medical benefits of the plant and, you know, the, the, the technical technological advances in, in the growing aspect. I mean, it is such an exciting time for everything in the industry right now, particularly in the, uh, the growing aspect, isn't there? Well, absolutely. Um, pretty much right now, the legal industry, especially up in Canada, has pretty much, and because we have a federal legalization, we have given the green light to companies to go ahead and unlock all that resources and all that money and go ahead and spend that on R&D research and development um, legally now. Whereas it was just Johnny in his backyard or in his underground bunker or whatever, growing weed, experimenting with different strains and whatever. Now you have actual scientists with funding and unlimited resources. Well, not unlimited, but massive amounts of resources compared to whatever guys in the black market had, right? So it's it's very interesting time, and the growth is explosive overnight. Um, we're seeing that in the market, especially for grow supplies and equipment, uh, even the LED market especially. Hmm. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, uh, pardon the pun, it is a, a growing uh, industry for sure. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the things I didn't know about uh, cannabis uh, seemed endless when I first started this podcast. I mean, my, my cannabis knowledge before, and I've, I've said this story quite a bit is uh, here's $50. I'll take whatever. And then, you know, bags started showing up with a name like green crack on it. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Because honestly, until I started, uh, you know, till legalization, until I started doing research to get this podcast off the ground, I thought Cheech and Chong made up the strain Maui Wowie. I didn't know that there were actual strain names. So there's so much to learn. And, you know, and, and I think I've learned a lot and there's, you know, millions of things uh, that I can that I can still learn. I, I imagine you know one of the things that that I want to grow something uh, myself, Mike, is to be able to name it. I mean, to be able to put a name on something that you grow or you crossbreed or whatever, I think would be such a, a fun thing to do. Now that you've said that, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I was going to comment. Uh, my brother and I experimented a little bit with breeding ourselves and we took some discontinued strains uh the geo blackhead and nirvana special and we combined it to make our own strain and we actually uh got it all dialed in and everything but now we're calling it black nirvana and nobody else has the opportunity to recreate it because those other two strains that we made it out of uh are no longer available so nobody else can make it unless they have seeds in a seed bank somewhere so it's uh, that feeling when you've made your own strain and you can be like, yeah, this is my strain that I grew, that I developed, that I bred, that you started from literally nothing is a very, very rewarding experience, I think. 
and so unique as you mentioned nobody well very rare people are going to be able to recreate that and you know that's something that you know probably comes with time and experience of learning how to grow and then you move to that next step so uh, let's start with uh, you know kind of with what you do with the, the grow pro and um you know we'll get into detail but what's the what are some of the most common questions that you get about uh, growing from you know somebody that uh, maybe doesn't have a whole lot of experience what are the what are the most common things that you get asked uh, a lot of the things people ask me is if they should go hydroponic right away or if they should go with soil and then generally I'll go over and explain the pros and cons of both of those but generally soil is a little bit more forgiving for the the newer growers I definitely recommend starting with uh, with soil right off the hop it's just a little bit more forgiving uh, with the hydroponics if you make a mistake it's usually life or death mistake and that's never a good thing so a lot of the other questions I get are usually pertaining to how do I limit mold or humidity. A lot of people get too much mold or humidity, uh, or they see weird spots on their leaves. They're asking me about different diseases or things they're seeing, um, or just how much does something cost? <laughs> That's a pretty common question. Uh, and stuff can get pretty pricey because there's a lot of gimmicky stuff out there, and there's a lot of people overcharging in the industry for sure. So you can get taken for a ride pretty easily. You know, you know what it, it kind of reminds me of is um, in like the early 90s, uh, especially and, and into the 2000s, uh, the golf industry had uh, something for everybody, right? This gimmick, this tool, this contraption that you can wear while you're swinging is going to fix your swing. Like there was, there was so much stuff out there that was baloney. And, and I think that's probably something think that people really have to be careful of is you can end up purchasing a lot of unnecessary things. I think that is best demonstrated whenever, especially in like pro sports and stuff like that. You ever see a, a professional person, doesn't matter what type of sport, doesn't ever matter if it's tennis or golf or professional snowboarding or whatever you give them a crappy snowboard you give them a crappy tennis racket you give them a crappy golf club they're still going to outperform with whatever you give them it's not usually the equipment it's usually the person running the equipment nine times out of ten okay that's interesting so it's uh not the tools it's the carpenter uh that is uh uh the issue um what about uh yeah. what about the most common mistakes i mean because you know people want to know the the pitfalls to avoid because you know this is not only time consuming but you're you're putting a lot of money and energy into this and uh, we all want to want to have success at the end so what are some of the the common pitfalls that uh, first time growers fall into a lot of first-time growers will overcomplicate the process. They'll get worried about all the gimmicky stuff they can buy to make it better and stuff like that. But I recommend to everybody, to, right off the hop, you got to focus on the basics. Uh, you got to focus on things like airflow, um, exhaust and intake, uh, having the old air exhausted and the fresh air coming in um, to keep that fresh CO2 for the plants to breathe and stay alive and grow wonderfully. Uh, also, too much heat. Uh, a lot of people are not maintaining temperatures um, or aware of different temperatures. Um, also, we have very dry air here in Alberta. A lot of people are unaware of that as well. You want to be running some type of humidifier in the vegetative stage uh, to really uh, supplement the growth. 
to be as good as it can really be. Um, incorrect light schedules. I've noticed a lot of people don't know the proper light schedules they should be running, especially for the F1 plants, or they don't know if they're running an uh, auto flower or an F1. Um, overwatering and underwatering. Uh, the average person who doesn't have any experience at gardening, gardening has no idea if they are overwatering or underwatering their plants. And that can be an issue right away. Um, some people think that the plant is drooping because there's not enough water, so they keep watering it and it dies. <laughs> yeah. So that's a really common problem. And also, on the same lines of that, you see uh, too much nutrients or a new burn. People think, oh, you can't give it too much nutrients. It's like food for the plants. Well, not really. So those are some of the most common problems we see. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, uh, the, if, if, uh, you don't have an experience in gardening and, and, you know, I, I'm not a, uh, you know, a, a gardener by any means, but, uh, it, it, you know, it might, uh, you might want to start with growing some tomatoes first, because I hear that's a, a kind of a similar process, uh, before you jump into this, because, um, I mean, like I said, the, uh, the, the time that you invest and, uh, you know, because it's not, it's not just like a two or three week, uh, thing that you're, you're getting into. This is, uh, an actual commitment. So, um, is there, is, are, are tomatoes, would that be something good to practice on first? Um, if you're not spending too much money on your, on your cannabis seeds, I would recommend going right off the hop with cannabis seeds, just so you know how cannabis seeds operate, how they sprout and how, how they grow. I would just use cannabis seeds if you can afford it. Other than the fact that nine times out of 10, you're paying $10 a seed or some ridiculous price Mm -hmm. uh, when you're buying them off the internet. But I would recommend just growing what you're going to grow. Okay. What you're going to what you're going to do in the, in the real life. Where are, where are some of the best places to get seeds from? Where, where do people find seeds? Uh, I was using Canuck seeds. Um, I've also, I'm a big fan of Barney farm seeds right now. Um, we've had a lot of success with the Barney farm seeds. Uh, there's some other good ones. Canuck is definitely a really good one. There was a good seed bank I was using online that was like a broker for seed banks. Hmm. I can't remember the name though. My brother would be the guy to ask for that stuff. He's really uh, a seed guy. All right, all right. Well, uh, we'll uh, and 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 can you buy seeds from retail stores? No, uh, most stores cannot offer seeds unless they are selling them as a collectible item, um, which most stores are not able to get away with. Okay, so there you go. Uh, you have to do a little bit of work to find the seeds. Uh, we are talking with Mike Lewis. He is the Grow Pro. Uh, first of all, Mike, before we get into some specific things that you do with your clients, how can people track you down if they're looking for some help, especially right now? Uh, a lot of people might be stuck at home really worried about their home grow operation. Uh, if you're looking for anything at all for hydroponic application, grow room application, anything like that, just give me a call at 780-240-9859, or you can look me up on Facebook, uh, at facebook.com slash the grow pro 780. Or you can also add me on Instagram. Same thing. Facebook 780, uh, the grow pro 780. 
All right. So let's let's chat a little bit about um, what you specifically offer. I, I know we we talked about in in, in the overview, um, but uh, it, you know, do, are you able to help somebody um, from beginning uh, to end? Can you jump in the middle if uh, somebody's having a problem? Uh, uh, are you do you, do you offer kind of like the the full service package uh, for the beginner, the the expert? Uh, what sort of specific things um, do you help people? People with um, I do pretty much everything so right from building your building to building your grow room to setting up your grow tent whatever you need, we will install it we'll set it up and we'll get you going uh, if you already have a setup going and you have questions about it or whatever we can do video assessments and see what's going on and give you our recommendations uh, over the phone and we also build and design custom hydroponic and aeroponic systems uh, directly to fit whatever your grow room is, whatever your setup is, we'll build it. We'll make it work exactly how you want. You want a hybrid system, you want it. just hydroponic, whatever. We can build it. Hmm, that's interesting. What sort of... Uh... Uh, space requirements do you recommend for people? You know, what's the, the sort of smallest amount of space that, that people can get away with? The smallest amount of space I'd try and get away with that's really functional is, I would say, a three-by-three. Three. Um, if you just want to grow one plant even and have a decent size plant, I would go with a three-by-three. Three. Okay, and um, as far as expectations uh, for somebody, somebody I, I, guess, I guess it may depend on things, but you know, what's the the average yield uh, that a person can expect off of, say, one plant? Well, whenever you look online and you go to buy a seed, they're gonna say that you can get five or six hundred grams per square meter or whatever like that, and that's not a very realistic expectation for anybody, especially if it's their first time growing. Um, I would definitely say it's closer to 200 to 250 300 grams depending on your experience level with growing um is definitely going to be your biggest factor on how how much you yield all right so yeah and and obviously uh, you know just like cannabis affects people differently all the different kind of strains and you know wh whatever type it might be is going to fluctuate as well so a lot of people are stuck at home right now uh, they might have concerns. Uh, they might not want to leave their house. Are you doing a lot of uh, kind of video analysis right now or by phone, uh, e even a, a conversation? I'm sure somebody can describe something and, and you can figure out what it is. Are you doing a lot of consulting from home right now? Yeah, pretty much with the technical support over the phone. That's eating up a lot of my time right now. Um, just answering questions, lots and lots of questions. Uh, people are kind of have the time right now, so they're sitting there playing around and messing around. And also a lot of people are getting government money all of a sudden and want to spend it. So they have questions on how they can do that, too. So, uh, yeah, it's really interesting right now. There's a lot of people that are interested in that. And any questions, we can answer them. We can help you out. All right. So, so let's just look at uh, first-time grower kind of what's a standard setup that they should uh, expect to be uh, looking at? What are, what, are, what are a few essentials that they will need? So for a first-time grower, uh, depending if you want to go with like a one-plant or a, a four-plant system, if you want to go with a four-plant, I'd go with a four-by-four four system. If you want to just do one-plant, I'd go with a three-by-three three system. But it's key to make sure 
that you are able to control the environment and then able to do that is best done with a grow tent. So buy a grow tent, make sure you're able to get intake and exhaust. So at the very least, have an exhaust fan and a filter if you want to filter that air. If you don't care about smell, doesn't matter. Um, grab yourself some dirt. Um, I would recommend grow bags, um, the fabric grow bags, but you can do it in pots as well if that's what you prefer. Uh, basically you don't need to spend a lot of money. I would get a small fan for the floor, uh, another fan to blow air above the, the plant, uh, and a basic light. You can go with CFL, you can go with, uh, high pressure sodium. You can go with LED. I recommend LED just because they're low heat and low maintenance. You don't have to change bulbs. They last forever. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely stick to those to the basics don't worry about spending all the money on all the gimmicky little gadgets and stuff like that just stick to the basics and be able to stay on top of your temperature your humidity your airflow and your lighting and i'd imagine you can help everybody um you know by finding uh, and helping them find where they can get all those products as well because you know that could be another intimidating thing for some people you know for some people it's intimidating to go into a retail cannabis shop and for others it might be intimidating, uh, you know, going into a, uh, a setup shop as well. And I'm sure you can give them uh, some tips on, on, on the best places to find all those products. Absolutely. And if you uh, want to get a setup and you're unsure of what to, what to get, uh, just talk to us. We'll tell you literally, we'll give you a list of everything you need to go get. Go and get it from the store. We'll tell you where to get it, where to order it. They can give it, they can di- directly deliver it to your house if you like, whatever. Uh, even right now with the COVID-19, everything, I know a couple different uh, locations, they actually hand out my cards personally to anybody who asks uh, for this type of service. So if you need help with that, definitely give me a show. Well, we talked earlier about um, some of the fears that you can have if you're dealing with somebody in the in the black market. Um, is that the number one benefit in home growing? And, and what would you look at and say... Or, or maybe some of the, the main benefits of, of growing yourself? Uh, some of the benefits of being able to grow yourself, just being able to get what you want, how you want, when you want, at a price you can afford. You're not being uh, shorted by Johnny from down the street. You're not being overcharged by the government down the street. And you're getting consistency of what you want, when you want. Um, when you go to the store, when you call Johnny down the street, you don't always get the same strain. You're not always able to get it six months later, but if you're growing it and you grow the same strain all the time, because that's what you like or whatever, you can get it all the time. Yeah. Never have to buy again, right? If you don't want to, unless, you know, like the odd time you want to spend a little bit extra on a bottle of wine, maybe you'll go buy a specific strain. But if you're growing at home consistently, you know, you have no reason to have to go out and buy it, right? Absolutely. And it's just, uh, it's a great experience too. A lot of people love it for just a great little hobby at home, but it's, uh, it's a one-time investment. Um, so it's a short-term pain for a long-term gain, the way I look at it. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, uh, there are people, and unfortunately I'm one of them that, um, doesn't have a lot of space. I live in a, in a condo, in a building, uh, and I, I already have my, uh, office set up here to do podcasts. So I don't have a lot of space. I know the cannabis plant is a very hardy plant. And like, I know people uh, that have rescued plants and brought them back and, you know, it will regenerate on its own. Uh, so it's, it's very cool in that. 
can we grow outside here in uh, this uh, Edmonton, Northern Alberta climate? Uh, is the plant hardy enough? Is our is our climate good enough in the summer? Can you grow outdoors? Would you recommend it? Uh, can okay. There's that's two questions right there. So, can we grow outdoors? Absolutely, we can grow outdoors. Um, the climate in Alberta is not the most forgiving. It's very harsh. It's very windy. It's very cold at night. It's very dry air. There's a lot of pests and deer and stuff like that that'll eat it. But you can grow outside if you can find somewhere that has decent wind coverage, but still gets a lot of light and has protection from pests and deer and other animals. You can grow decent weed outside. Um, myself, I've done it. Um, I've done it on my uncle's farm, and we've done it fairly successfully, actually. So it's it can be done. Now, quality is lacking. Mm-hmm. I would say for sure, and that's just because you're not able to produce the perfect environment, and that's the great thing about growing in tents. You can create the perfect environment. Right. Yeah. So uh, if it's your uh... I guess if it's your only resort or your, your only thing, give it a try, but uh, you would recommend uh, going indoors. So uh, one more time, Mike, uh, run through uh, the contact information, how people can uh, track you down uh, to get a little help from the Grow Pro. Okay, well, you can give me a call at 780-240-9859, or you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegrowpro780 or Instagram at thegrowpro780. Thanks very much for this, Mike. Uh, I, I uh, really appreciate the information, and uh, I definitely know uh, that I'm going to give it a try at some point, so I'll be reaching out for some pointers. Awesome. Right on, Dean. Thank you very much. This is the Cannabis 101 Podcast. Your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. That was a uh, fun conversation with uh, Mike Lewis, the Grow Pro, and uh, I'm really excited. Uh, to eventually get around uh, to getting my grow uh, act uh, an operation uh, going. And ba- by the way, make sure you check out One Hitters later this week. It's a fun little thing we do as an aside to the episode with our main guest. So Mike Lewis uh, participated in One Hitters. We'll release that in a couple of days. You can find it and full episodes at Cannabis 101 Podcast. .ca, where you can, of course, uh, sign up for our weekly newsletter and get in on the April Appreciation Party, which we have going all of 420 month. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. Welcoming back my good friend David Wiley from OkanaganZ.com slash OZ. David, uh, how are things in your world these days? Um, Moving homes in the middle of a pandemic was an interesting experience, uh, but all settled in now to a new place. It's, uh, you know, this this, uh, whole COVID thing is definitely disrupting things uh, on every end right now. And, uh, of course, so wishing the best to everybody out there who's um, battling through this, uh, particularly our hero healthcare workers and those, uh, those working jobs that we now know are truly essential, grocery stores and the like. 
No doubt. Um, it, it really gives a, a lot of perspective uh, to, to those people, particularly on the, uh, the front lines and the, uh, the medical staff as well. But we should not forget those of us who are still or those people who are still out there working and, um, you know, working hard to uh, keep things uh, running as smoothly as possible and, um, you know, keep us within uh, some sort of normalcy. Uh, I think it's really important to try to keep a sense of normalcy during this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever routines we can keep definitely are good for the good for the mind. All right, uh, let's start with uh, this first story that has kind of changed since uh, we first uh, chatted about what we were going to discuss this week, and that is the retail situation in Ontario. At first, it was uh, you know closed, and the only way you were going to get uh, your cannabis was through uh, the Ontario government uh, website and, and through mail, or uh, for the most part, black uh, market, because that's let's be honest, that's where people were going to go to. And and now they've they've changed things up a bit, and 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 are going to allow retail outlets to still service consumers. Yeah, they are. Ontario has been a bit of an uh, on-again, off-again relationship when it comes to cannabis. Um, Like you were mentioning, if if you're trying to keep up, you know, Ontario initially showed its progressive side and uh, was, was, if not the first province, one of the first provinces to name brick-and-mortar cannabis retail stores as essential. And then they backtracked on that. They closed those stores and only opening up uh, online purchases through the Ontario Cannabis Store. Um, there was a bit of an outcry to that, of course, because you're creating a bit of a provincial monopoly there. Um, so now they've gone back once again and uh, are allowing retail stores to, to reopen, passing an order on Tuesday in the legislature, um, what they're calling an intent to curtail the illicit market. Um, but what they're doing is they're allowing brick-and-mortar stores to open up um, but under certain restrictions. So they want customers to use an online or ordering system to call ahead, figure out what they're going to buy, order off the menu, and then they could pick up those orders at the store. Um, they're also allowing some retailers, those who have associate, sales associates or trained under the provincial training program that's run by CanSell, um, to actually deliver cannabis to customers. Now, this order is going to last for about 14 days, uh, but it could be extended as we see things continue, um, you know, as, as people are, are still being urged to stay home um, to prevent the spread. And the, one thing that we're seeing here is that the demand for these services uh, is, is very high right now. And these are services that people want, that people need right now. Um, but these are also services that people are, are hoping will continue on into the future, even when we're through this crisis. Uh, it's similar to what's happening here in BC. There's a what's called a click and pick up system. Um, so it's just showing that that the flexibility within the legalized system here uh, is really helping people and really making sure that people are getting that what they want uh, from the legal market. And you know the outcry to keep cannabis stores open was tremendous. Um, thousands of signatures uh, just over the course of a couple of days on a change.org petition that popped up uh, asking to make store cannabis stores essential. So we know that the demand is there, and it's really something that people are uh, turning to to ease their minds, to ease their anxieties. Um, and you know, like you said off the top here, we'll keep a little bit of routine in our lives. And for us, it's nice to unwind after a day working from home, 
um, for healthcare workers or those essential workers that we talked about. I want to make sure that they have a way to, to unwind and relax, uh, you know, and just enjoy an evening. 100%. Uh, I think that's uh, really well said. And, you know, there's there's a reason uh, liquor stores are allowed to stay open because, uh, unfortunately, people will go into withdrawal. And for cannabis, uh, or for, for a lot of people, cannabis is is medicinal. And I love mm-hmm. the, the um, thought and forward thinking of delivery because I've been saying that here in Alberta and, and other places because, listen, uh, the, the fastest or one of the fastest growing demographics is seniors when it comes to cannabis use. And one of the mm-hmm. most impacted demographics with COVID-19 is seniors. So uh, they don't want to go out to get what might be their medicine. So um, it, it's good that cannabis is uh, being deemed an essential service like some of these other things, because for so a lot of people, uh, it is uh, it is medicine. And uh, it, it's also uh, so very uh, important and good news that, uh, you know, cannabis And the industry uh, is going to get some of that uh, federal relief that, you know, we had talked about a while back. It wasn't looking good news. So good that cannabis is an essential service as it's considered and that it'll be uh, getting some um, uh, money uh, cash relief here, this industry. You know, there have been a lot of about faces on cannabis throughout this whole pandemic. Yes. Um, You know, Late last month, Aurora Cannabis CEO, uh, sorry, Senior Vice President, I should say, uh, for Global Government Relations, Rick Savone, he called out the Business Development Bank of Canada, Export Development Canada, and Farm Credit Canada for cutting off the cannabis sector from all financial aid. The reasons he said appeared to be unclear. Um, From our point of view, from my point of view anyway, it, it still seems to show the stigma that's hanging over top of this industry. Now, just now, BDC is saying, that's the Business Development Bank of Canada, is saying that the cannabis sector is now eligible for the $40 billion credit program that it's managing. And that bank CEO said that the program is going to be open to all businesses uh, who apply through their own banks to access that program. Um, and that's great. Uh, it should We should be able to access cash in this industry. There is a, a letter signed by you that was sent forward to ensure that that all of these cannabis businesses, which are being declared essential, should also be uh, have that aid available to them. Um, you know, and that's not the only letter. There are other letters that have been sent to the government. The message seems to be getting through that aid needs to come. We need to support this new, this legal industry. It's been a bit of a downturn uh, that we've had to face. You know, uh, we're seeing online sales that are breaking records at some stores. Others that I've been to talk to are experiencing already starting to experience that slowdown. And the analysts who are watching this industry are seeing the trend. So we have consumers right now that are stocking up. They're making sure that they've got a, enough product uh, to last them a while. Same thing that we've been seeing in other things. People are buying canned food. People are buying toilet paper. Too much damn toilet paper. Uh, and people, of course, are stocking up on their cannabis products. Um, what will happen over time is that the recession is going to deepen and people will have their stock. And we're going to see less customers going through these retail stores. We're going to, going to be seeing less customers purchasing products from, from the, the, the different producers. And uh, there will be a need for aid to make sure that these businesses can continue on and, and make it through like all the other ones. So hats off um, 
to, to those who are, who are helping uh, these essential businesses through because they need it, and we, we want to make sure that they're supported. Well, you know, in, in a strange way uh, through this COVID-19 pandemic, David, we are seeing just how important cannabis is to a lot of people, not just a few people, but a lot of people, how um, it has become a, a regular part, a healthy regular part of a lot of people's lives. And I think that maybe is gonna open some eyes to a lot of people that were thinking, yeah, the, the stock prices weren't good, but it shows there's an appetite uh, for it out there. And and once we can, you know, get back to some sort of normalcy and, and you know, be within six feet of each other and, you know, have a joint circle, um, a lot of these cannabis events are going to be popping up again. And I think mm-hmm. there's going to be an uptick in um, not only in the attendance, people are going to want to do everything. They're going to want to do so many things. I think we're going to see an in- increase in attendance. You know, the Cannabis and, and Hemp Expo, uh, in Edmonton was postponed until October. It's been uh, you now in October 3rd and we'll be there live uh, on location. Um, but I think a lot of these things post COVID-19, we're going to see a, an increase in, and in, in maybe even more than we thought before. I think so too. We're starting to see these, these conferences, like you said, get rescheduled. Uh, the growing summit uh, here in the Cologne area has been rescheduled tentatively for August 24th and 25th. Um, the C45 Quality Summit in Fredericton is in September. Hemp Fest Calgary, uh, not too far away from you, September 11th and 12th. And it's interesting also to, to see the hint of what things are going to look like uh, in a in a post uh, post self isolation kind of world. These kinds of uh, events are seeing changes. The venues are getting bigger, for example, to make sure that people can still uh, practice social distancing. Uh, in the meantime, once we're allowed to start having these events again, uh, we're starting to see an increase of tickets being sold for uh, just for a live streaming of events. So you don't have to be there in person, particularly if you're in a, in a new compromised situation, uh, you know, and have the fear of going out uh, anyway at the best of times. Even here in the worst of times, I can't imagine having something where, you, where you're not able to fight off a virus like this. Uh, we're also seeing new positions being hired, like a manager of sanitation uh, that's going to deliver on those extra sanitation protocols, going above and beyond standard venue services. Um, at some of the cannabis conferences that are coming up, the organizers are providing silicon tips um, to prevent the sharing of smoking paraphernalia. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's great to see these kinds of progressive changes happening. Um, even, even buffet meals are being turned into plated meals yeah. to prevent people, um, you know, from, from basically serving themselves. So it's, uh, it's great to see organizers coming up with, uh, with ways to make these events safer for everybody. And, you know, uh, again, in situations like this, yeah, we're seeing some of the worst in people, but my goodness, are we ever seeing some of the best in people? And, uh, and and those who are going above and beyond to help others and make sure that everyone is safe and healthy. We are speaking with David Wiley from the OZ. You can uh, check it out at okanaganz.com slash OZ. If you're watching on YouTube or the WeedTube or our social media streams, you can see 
it on the screen there. You can follow them at Okanagan Z on Twitter and at Wiley Writer. And um, David, we unfortunately have to uh, end on a, a, a very sad note. Um, a, mm. a very young, brave uh, girl um, has lost her life uh, to what they're saying is a, a likely COVID-19 case. And, and this is uh, the, the girl who inspired the CBD strain Charlotte's Web um, a girl that was uh, suffering, you know, massive uh, grand mal seizures and her parents, um, you know, were very brave themselves uh, to to go into a new brave world uh, that gave her some sort of relief. Uh, so a, a sad, sad day and a sad story indeed. Yes, um, Charlotte uh, Fiji, she was 13. I, I apologize if I mispronounced her last name because to, to many of us in the cannabis industry, she was just known as Charlotte. Um, and she's the namesake of Charlotte's Web, which is a high CBD, low THC strain. Um, just from the age of, of three months old, she started um, suffering from seizures from uh, from Gravis syndrome, which is a severe and uh, difficult to control type of epilepsy. It causes a really prolonged seizures. Um, so the you know trying out all kinds of different uh, heavy pharmaceutical drugs, the the family just grew tired of of the, the side effects and uh, turn to cannabis, uh, particularly at a time years ago when it was really frowned upon. Even today, the strides that we've made are unbelievable. And in large part, thanks to Charlotte and her family for normalizing this kind of treatment. Um, all over the world, you'll find similar cases now that were inspired by her of children who have been using cannabis oil to uh, to prevent seizures, to, to minimize the suffering that they've been going through. And uh, as we've seen with this virus, it's uh, it just doesn't let up. So Charlotte and her family had been sick for about a month, and uh, other family members recovered. She didn't. Uh, took a downturn. She was admitted to hospital. Um, and on, on April 3rd, the family was saying that they've tried all their tricks, nothing worked, and then it seemed to get better. Uh, she was discharged on April 5th, and then, unfortunately, on April 7th, the family announced that, uh, that she succumbed. Uh, in, a, in a Facebook post, they said that she's no longer suffering and she's seizure-free forever. It's, uh, it's very sad. They thanked everybody for their love. And Charlotte's Web also posted on its, on its website in honor of her. And, you know, they said that Charlotte was, she was 10 feet tall and she carried the world on her shoulders. Uh, inspiring is a lacking word. And she was courageous, vivacious, strong, and beautiful. And it's, we just want to uh, to send our love here um, out to to Charlotte's family as they as they mourn someone who's really a hero to us in cannabis and uh, helping to bring this medicine to people. Very well said. Uh, she um, is gonna, you know, her her legacy is gonna live on and help so many other children and people. Uh, in general, not uh, not really unlike uh, Franco Loja Loja from uh, you know from Strain Hunters, uh, you know mm -hmm. Franco's lemon cheese, uh, a strain in his honor, and you know he he died of malaria trying to treat people uh, who had malaria with CBD, and you know he gave his life uh, helping other people, and and Charlotte uh, will will her legacy will live on as well so uh, we should all uh, uh, pack a bowl or something and uh, give a salute to uh, to charlotte and charlotte's web for that uh, for sure david uh, thank you as always and uh, hopefully uh, we continue to get more and more good news and i hope you and yours uh, stay healthy and stay safe 
And you and yours. Thanks. And make sure you're giving us a follow on Instagram as we do our 420 followers contest on that platform. We did it on uh, Twitter, went off uh, great. Once we hit 420 followers, everybody who's following us is in the mix for a Cannabis 101 podcast prize package. So just uh, hit the follow button at the Cannabis 101 podcast on Instagram and you are in the mix uh, for a Cannabis 101 podcast prize package. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> And beyond. Is it heavy stuff, man? We haven't done uh, cannabis characters in a while, so I thought I would uh, start trying to bring this back a little bit. We did the, uh, of course, the massive cannabis character cup, uh, which uh, Tommy Chong uh, rightfully won, uh, taking out the the dude I, I, or. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I can't even remember. It was so close. It was actually the dude taking out uh, Tommy Chong in a, in a re- reverse. It was so close uh, for that one. So I thought we'd bring this back. And um, this one I'm going with uh, Floyd from True Romance, which was played by Brad Pitt. Uh, not a huge role uh, for Brad Pitt, uh, but it, it it's, it's so interesting. Uh, the role ended up being the basis for the movie Pineapple Express. And uh, the character of Saul Silver, played by James Franco. Uh, Brad Pitt, originally in True Romance, actually wanted to play the lead role uh, that Christian Slater had. But he was doing a movie called uh, California at the time. So he took the stoner role of Floyd. And then Judd Apatow took that character, made Pineapple Express, where Seth Rogen was originally supposed to play that character. And uh, James Franco was going to play... Uh, the uh, the buyer and uh, Seth Rogen, the dealer, and they, they did one table reading and he was like, nope, we're switching it. And uh, do, uh, James, you're going to be Saul and so and so. And uh, there you go. It's kind of like a six degrees of uh, separation from Brad Pitt uh, and true romance to Pineapple Express and James Franco and uh, Saul Silver. And yeah, that is indeed your cannabis characters segment for today what's that strain let's find out with chris ionson nova cannabis store manager and educator What's that strain on the Cannabis 101 podcast as I welcome in our educator and the manager of the Jasper Avenue Nova Cannabis location. Chris Ionson joins us through Skype from his uh, cannabis uh, podcast studio. Chris, how are you? I'm doing doing great, Dean. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Good to have you aboard once again. We are doing Strawberry Twist this week, which is an Indica leaning hybrid from sundial and sundial is a great alberta born company yeah yeah alberta boys 
Uh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, Sundial is, uh, initially known for not a old Alberta. Currently, their head is in Calgary. Um, and, uh, you know, with old Alberta, uh, I think we've talked about it before on the show, how it used to be known for oil and gas. Uh, now it's known for oil and grass, uh, which is cool. Uh, a lot of people are, uh, are getting involved. They've got the, uh, the uh, University in Old there has uh, has the horticultural program, and um, yeah, they're just pumping uh, pumping out master growers there, and uh, everyone's getting involved, so it's pretty cool. Oh, that is uh, so cool that they can combine education, and then uh, you know what? If you're if you're looking for work, there's a company right out your doorstep in uh, in in Olds College. Um, their head office is in in Calgary. Um, and uh, these are uh, this is a company uh, that uh, uses uh, different techniques in agriculture and horticulture for a unique product. Yeah, definitely, uh, big time. Uh, they combine the tried and true heartland farming uh, processes with innovative horticultural techniques. So they're kind of taking it old school and, and introducing some new school to it. So uh, it's pretty dope uh, what they're doing. Every, all, all the strains that I've tried from them. Uh, have been have been great so far. So uh, I'm a big fan of the Sundial stuff. That is uh, beautiful. Um, you you mentioned uh, the the education um, component of it uh, when it comes to olds and and that area. And and one of your staff members is uh, taking advantage of that program. Yeah, that's right. My boy Rob, uh, he is taking uh, the horticultural online program, uh, and he's he's loving it. Uh, he mentioned it's it's a lot of work. Uh, they definitely keep, keep a guy busy, uh, but he's, uh, very passionate about cannabis and uh, super stoked to be, you know, going to, uh, you know, weed college. <laughs> very cool. Uh, tell us about the four core values that, uh, Sundial goes by. Yeah. So the four core values that they, they go by are, are, uh, we love our people. And so with that, they're, uh, they're big on, uh, you know, their staff, uh, taking care of their staff, uh, uh, they they really care, and uh, I've got a, a couple of friends that, that work for the company that you know, have nothing but good things to say. Uh, shout out to my boy Sky; he's uh, in, in the growing facilities there, uh, and Darren, uh, our, our very awesome sales rep, who uh, comes by the store uh, time to time to kind of check in. And uh, um, they all have like nothing but great things to say about the company. So uh, we love our people. That's the first one. Uh, we love our plants. That's the second one, and and with that, they uh, they take a lot of uh, you know care and the, the TLC uh, provided, and with their uh, the pod rooms that they have at their facilities, uh, each each pod room has its own master, and he has a team of uh, people that work with him. Um, it it kind of turns into like somewhat of a, like a friendly competition, mm-hmm. of like uh, you know we want ours to to be the best, uh, but at the same time uh, they'll share their best practices. Uh, with you know, the end result of trying to, you know, everyone succeed and, and grow and, and learn. Uh, so that's cool. Um, they love to grow. That was the third one. Uh, and, and it shows, uh, and it's a big part of, you know, the business, obviously, being in the cannabis world, you got to love to grow. Uh, and then we grow together was the fourth core value. And that just kind of ties back in with that whole team thing uh, where, you know, everyone is involved uh, within the company. Yeah, it it sounds like they they kind of value everybody, uh, no matter, you know, what your position is. You have something 
um, to uh, to produce or to contribute. Uh, they want to hear from you. And, for, and, and I've talked with some different people that have uh, worked uh, and, and are working uh, with Sundial. And uh, you can you can advance uh, throughout the company as well. They, they really uh, seem to love to, to hire and promote from within. And uh, gives you kind of incentive, uh, depending on you know what level you start at with the with the company. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's great to see. It's yeah, they're definitely what am what am I you know an ideal canvas company for you know I feel like the, the newer guys kind of breaking in like you know take a take a look at what Sundial's doing and uh, yeah I definitely think they're going to be uh, they're going to be sticking around and uh, they'll they'll get their piece. Of the so they also uh, take advantage of uh, technology as, uh, you know, you have to do in this day and age when you're growing on the scale that they do. So so how do they use technology? Yeah, so, you know, we, we talked about that innovative horticultural uh, stuff. Uh, like all their crops are computer monitored uh, and they monitor temperature, moisture, lighting, uh, soil content and, and much more. And uh, with that, they, they track and analyze the data and kind of figure out, you know, which crops are the best. Uh, um, and uh, with that, uh, all their buds are, are, are carefully dried and cured with strict controls uh, after the harvest too. Um, going back to, you know, what's worked best for us in the past. Um, yeah, and it, it, it does show. And uh, similar to like what Edison does with, uh, you know, a lot of these cannabis companies now, they're tracking the, day, the data of like, uh, know what what's working best and uh, and why wouldn't you well yeah you have to right uh, this is too uh there's there's too much money investing invested in this not to take advantage of everything uh that is out there and uh they you know from from the grow room where they they have their master growers uh to to along the chain right through to their customer care reps uh you know customer care uh is is it's kind of a culture for them isn't it yeah, it is. Uh, that that's something that's uh, noticeable, worth talking about with with Sundial. Uh, they definitely take the time to give their customers attention uh, and assistance when needed. Um, I know when when the vape cartridges kind of first came to market, uh, you know we were you know stores had batteries to sell, um, and we had multiple LPs uh, producing five, ten vape cartridges, and uh, there was some compatibility issues and. Sundial was the first uh, company to like reach out to, uh, to me at a, store, at a store level and say they had a really nicely worded email saying, you know, we understand there are issues with this. Uh, please send uh, any issues you may have our way. And they, they gave us a number and, and an email. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, that was uh, that was awesome of them. It was just it was super nice. Didn't end up having to use it, uh, but uh, just you know, appreciated that. So, uh Kudos to them on that. They're they're great people. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, they they have uh, you know within the uh, the Sundial umbrella there are there are five brands. Can you take us through some of them? Because I love it when um, a, an LP or or whatever it might be has different levels because there are obviously different levels of customer from uh, the uh, the. Uh, consumer that uh, wants to get the, um, I guess, most affordable product to the one that uh, doesn't mind spending a little bit extra for that top shelf uh, kind of premier cola buds sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. And they, they do kind of cover the spectrum with, with their brand. So it's pretty cool. Uh, first brand we'll talk about uh, is, is Sundial and that's kind of where it all started. Uh, and it's kind of consistent quality cannabis. 
uh, for a good price. And within Sundial, they've got kind of uh, five different uh, theories or uh, moods, I guess. And it's uh, it's calm, it's ease, it's flow, lift, and spark. And and with those, they kind of vary from you know high THC indica to uh, a balanced sativa. It varies on. Uh, but uh, all that stuff's uh, listed on the website. I'd recommend people check it out. Um, next, we'll talk about uh, is is Top Leaf, and Top Leaf is the high end kind of booty, uh, really really nice craft cannabis, uh, high quality stuff. That's for sure. Uh, you've had some Top Leaf in your time. Yeah, I I have. Uh, it's uh, it is really. Uh, well, well done. Um, I also, uh, I, I had, uh, the strawberry cream, uh, converted into strawberry shortcake one time in a meal, uh, and it was really delicious. And, uh, I, I've also had, um, I think, did they put out a, a vape cartridge of, uh, strawberry cream? I think, uh, I, I know I grabbed something from, uh, from Top Leaf as a vape cartridge and it was delicious. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, vape cartridges. I, that was the first time I bought right. the strawberry cream. Uh, it's, it's full spectrum, delicious, uh, very flavorful. Uh, they also have a really good Florida lemons, uh, one that uh, flies out. People are trying it out and like it or coming back and forth, so that's cool. Um, so, yeah, that's Top Leaf. Uh, packaging's really cool. The branding's pretty, you know, it's dark and black, and it's got some it mm-hmm. um, and really cool genetic you know, they've got the agarochi uh gsp um yeah their blue dream is really nice too and so they've also got uh grasslands which is uh, an economical brand uh so far in alberta we've seen five grand grand packages and they've been in indica or sativa um uh, very cool stuff great price point uh people are big fans of it for sure and uh, there's also a brand called Palmetto uh, coming soon to Alberta here. It's kind of like the handy cannabis. It's uh, it's tree rolls and vapes and uh, very cool website worth checking out. Uh, a lot of kind of, it's kind of like stoner artwork and just like, you know, you click on things and they spin around and it, I don't know, I had fun with it. Oh, that's very uh, and cool. Then lastly, yeah. And uh, lastly, there's, there's the uh, BC Weed Co. Uh, and they're coming soon as well. And that's uh, what I've heard. It's going to be a tuna can packaging. So uh, there'll be like the, the ring to, you know, pop the top and, and pull it up. Fields fresh. That's good. I think uh, it's, uh, you know, this this industry is regulated so much that you, you have to do whatever you can uh, to stand out. Now, uh, Sundial, uh, obviously uh, born in Olds, uh, but they have expanded uh, in Alberta, in BC and possibly across the pond. Yeah, that's correct, Dean. Uh, so we'll talk about their facilities here. Uh, their flagship grow facility uh, is in Old Alberta. Uh, it's you know purpose-built modular uh, modular rooms with kind of a pod system, and each pod has its uh, own environmental controls based on the strain being grown in it. And uh, by late 2020, uh, this facility is expected to produce approximately 60 million grams of cannabis per year. Wow. That's not a small yeah. number at all by any means. Yeah, I know that's that's huge. That is uh, huge. Yeah, and uh, and next we'll talk about the, the Rocky View Alberta facility, and that was uh, recently transformed into an advanced research and development facility where they test new cultivars 
uh, with different nutrients, lighting, and other growing conditions. And they also do all their quali final quality assurance, uh, packaging, and shipments leave from this facility. So it's kind of like the hub of uh, you know, where the business kind of runs there. Uh, and then in, uh, in, in Merritt, BC, uh, they acquired uh, uh, 20, 20 acres of land in, in, in January of 2019. Uh, and that's where the BC Weed Co. cannabis is going to be grown eventually. Um, and then, yeah, overuse, man, this this is nuts. Uh, in, in the UK, uh, it's called uh, Bridge Farm. And it's uh, 3.6 million square feet of, uh, of cultivation capacity. And it's primarily used right now for hemp uh, and uh, in production of CBD-based health and wellness products. Uh, but I managed to track down some photos of the facility online and, it, and it's massive. It's huge. That's amazing. Um, you know, and, and what a, what a great story for a, a company, a company that, uh, you know, has its roots right here in Alberta, big, big plans uh, for expansion and hopefully uh, everything goes well. Uh, this is what's that strain on episode number 43 of the cannabis one-on-one podcast i'm dean millard chris ionson of nova cannabis jasper av is joining us as our educator as he does each week you can catch full episodes at www.cannabis101podcast.ca if you're watching us you're looking at uh, strawberry twist uh from sundial so let's chat about the uh, history of uh, strawberry twist uh, which is uh, actually strawberry banana or straw nana sometimes as it's called <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so yeah, Straw Nana, that's more of like a street name. Um, I've actually never uh, heard any, you know, any of my homies calling it that, uh, but uh, I just tracked that down. Um, but yeah, so uh, Strawberry Banana, kind of a cool uh, strain. It was co-created uh, and developed by uh, by DNA Genetics uh, and actually one of the, one of their farms, so the Crockett Farms, uh, and it was in collaboration with Serious Seeds and. So the genetics, uh, the genetic breakdown of, of it is uh, is bubble gum uh, crossed with banana Kush, and so it's kind of two uh, indica uh, leaning hybrids kind of crossed to give us the uh, the strawberry banana, and uh, also kind of has to do with that uh, that sweet flavor there, that's mm -hmm. kind of fruity flavor. We'll talk about in a sec here. Uh, two strains called bubble gum and banana Kush. You know, <laughs> you, you bet it's gonna it's gonna taste sweet. For sure. um, not a lot of known uh, is known about uh, bubble gum, but banana Kush is a a bit of a classic strain, is it not? Yeah, it is classic index strain for sure, uh, and notably uh, known for its uh, banana flavor. Uh, and genetics in that one is it's the Ghost OG crossed with the Skunk Haze. Uh, just happens to you know the, the cross of those two genetics kind of produces a, a terpene concentration that reminds people of uh, of bananas. Very well. Uh, the website for Sundial is www.sundialcannabis.com. Um, they have uh, the, they have a really nice terpene profile for each strain. They explain what terpenes are, and uh, they they sort their strains um, in a unique way, don't they? Yeah, def definitely. With the uh, with the uh, kind of series, the mood series. Uh, so they've got the calm. Uh, they've got uh, ease. They've got lift, spark. And uh, what is the fifth one? Blow. There it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it kind of depends. Uh, uh, it's kind of cool, though, because 
if they develop uh, new strains, uh, you know, that they're going to be growing, uh, they can kind of like throw them into these categories. And, you know, if you like, I, I know that I like their, uh, their column series, the Zenberry, uh, their Twilight, uh, it's, it's, it's great and chill. Um, I'm going to pick up a new strain that kind of falls into that family. Uh, it's, uh, I, I, I dig what they're doing over there for sure. Yeah. I, I like to recommendations for, you know, a different kind of mood as, as much as everybody is different uh, and everybody uh, has a different uh, effect from cannabis. Uh, you know, we, you and I could, uh, smoke the same strain and I could fall asleep and you could want to run a marathon or something like that. But, uh, they do give you kind of a, a, a guideline of, of what the strain is supposed to do. So that's at sundial cannabis dot com and uh, this one gram tub that i picked up is 18.3 percent uh thc and when we look at the name it's it's you know kind of a nod to the lineage uh, i say it's kind of a nod to the lineage with a sundial spin on it as the uh strawberry twist might indicate what about you what do you what do you think yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I definitely think that. I think, too, there, there's going to be some uh, – they've already got a strawberry cream uh, that is, is on the, on the, within their arsenal. So, uh, yeah, just uh, calling it a strawberry twist, uh, changing things up a little bit. All right. Uh, well, the look, as uh, we're looking at it right now, um, is a, a tub that comes in a one gram. Um, it seems a little bit big as there's uh, no there's no false bottom. There's nothing underneath it. But then again, there's a lot of stuff that these companies have to get on the tub as far as, uh, you know, government regulations. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they, they've got to put their warning labels on. And uh, and this is, you know, from the issued from the government. So, uh, you know, play by um yeah it does have that kind of false bottom too where you look at it kind of in the tub and then you actually like look underneath and there's all this empty space um i mean they they do stack nice in a box and they do, you know they stack nice in our, our delis um and i mean like the looks look at the packaging i i do appreciate uh because it's, it's easy to find uh you know someone wants uh a sundial i know to look for the brightly colored uh, tubs uh you know working in the stores um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, hopefully like a lot of LPs, uh, from out East, uh, I've seen, I've seen some one gram packages where they've actually have like an accordion style warning label, uh, where, you know, it will, um, uh, able to be, it'll allow it to be a smaller package. Hopefully we start seeing it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. sure. Okay, uh, let's uh, take a look at uh, this uh, uh, this strain as we're seeing it on the screen. And uh, the first thing that you'll notice, especially in this one gram, maybe it's different in other ones, but um, small buds, which you know doesn't isn't a bad thing. Uh, the the saying small things come or good things come in small packages comes to mind. Uh, but these are uh, they're tight, tight, tight small buds. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I I also picked up a one gram package just, uh, and uh, you know I got like four you know good sized nugs in there, which you know I ground up and and rolled up into a joint. It was it was great. Um, definitely like a, a light green color uh, to the look of it, uh, and uh, and dark orange pistols too is kind of what I noticed with my stuff. Uh, decent trichome coverage, not baked in trichomes, but that's all right. Uh, and I thought the trim job was really well done. They really kind of cleaned it up, and it was really just kind of uh, you know, what 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 I want to put into a glass. 
For sure, yeah. Looking at it, uh, everything that you described, light green, and I find that the the most remarkable thing is the pistols are just bursting. Um, you know, sometimes we have a, str a strain that's uh, a strain rather that's caked in uh, trichomes. Other times, it's different colors of greens. It's the that kind of like a uh, dark orange, burnt uh, orange pistols that uh, seem to stand out when I look at this uh, particular strain on camera. Anyway, yeah, it's it's noticeable for sure. All right, the terpene profile for this one. What are we looking at? So uh, the the primary uh, three, uh, caryophylline, uh, your your fave there. Mm -hmm. That's the black pepper and kind of spicy uh, spicy notes to it. Uh, Myrcene is up there too, and that's can be a combination of things. It can be earthy. It can be kind of uh, it's it's in mangoes as well. Um, and then there's uh, pinene is the third, and that's kind of. You know, as it sounds, it's going to be uh, provide kind of a piney uh, smell and flavor to it. Yeah, I, uh, you know, you know me, I'm a big uh, uh, Mersine, uh, uh, or sorry, Karyophyllene uh, fan because I just, uh, I love that uh, spiciness taste. But I'm, I'm really uh, starting to uh, kind of maybe, I don't know if it's uh, go out of my uh, comfort zone and looking at different kind of terpenes. I'm, you know, I'm trying to like constantly convince myself uh, let's try something other than karyophylline as the uh, the main one. So I'm really liking to explore, but I I, I never resist uh, uh, a strain that has uh, karyophylline uh, in it. So uh, I'm interested in uh, exploring this uh, terpene profile uh, a, a little bit as well. Uh, when when we think of uh, um, uh, myrcene, uh, as you mentioned, it's a very common. Uh, terpene that can kind of go a couple of different ways uh, and 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 have a couple of different uh, I guess tastes or, or or smells to it depending on what it's combined with. Yeah, that's right, Dean. And it's it's uh, definitely one of the more popular uh, terpenes. It's uh, definitely one of the more dominant ones that's in a lot of different strains. Uh, you'll you'll catch it in a lot of heavy heavy couch lock date of indicas, uh, and then you'll also catch it in some uplifting energizing sativas too. Um, and then with that, I mean, with terpenes too, the, con the, the concentration of different terpenes reacting with each other can also kind of uh, affect the effects uh, you might mm -hmm. experience. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about uh, cannabis. At some point, we'll be uh, we'll we'll have the uh, general public uh, convinced to start buying their cannabis based on terpene i i imagine do you get some every once in a while somebody coming in I, I imagine mostly it's based on thc percentage but it must be nice when somebody comes in and and you know has specific terpenes in mind with their cannabis yeah uh it is it is rare a little rare uh but we do we do catch people come in you know looking for you know humulene in their cannabis or uh that have done their research and uh you know uh, have checked things out and you know i encourage everyone to to do that there's a lot of uh, really great websites out there uh, where you can kind of access you know genetics and uh um just leafly alone too and mm -hmm. is a plethora of knowledge and, and information that you can really deep dive a lot of things yeah, they do a really good job at sundialcannabis.com as well, uh, explaining uh, the uh, the different types of uh, terpenes that are out there. So as far as desired effect, again, uh, we should mention everybody is a little bit different uh, when it comes to cannabis, but what's kind of the general or, or your, the desired effect uh, that, that you got uh, when you tried Strawberry Twist? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's definitely a, a very relaxed and mellow high. Uh, keeps things chill. Um, 
definitely uh what i noticed uh, uh initially like a sharpened sensory perception um with like my auditory and my and my visual stuff so i you know i was watching shows and yeah, i just thought i kind of like heard a bit of like a, a like a psychoactive echo uh it was just in my head too but uh, i i kind of thought like i was i was having a little good good little trip uh going on off the like initially just just put my joint out um so that was a lot of fun i enjoyed it. yeah i got a little uh a lot of fun uh definitely created an exploratory mood for me uh so i, I found myself kind of being a little creative of uh thinking outside the box a bit um and uh definitely not like a full-on couch locked indica strain um but i did find that that happened when uh you know at the end of my high so uh if i haven't you know uh you know, on my on my burnout, I have had another joint. Uh, I do find that I, I I am a little couch lock uh, with the uh, the strawberry twist uh, at that. All right, so be prepared uh, at the end of it to uh, be a little bit uh, tired, but uh, doesn't uh, immediately knock you out. So uh, you know, good. We're going to talk about uh, the three W's. Uh, right now and uh, one of them uh, is perfect for this strain so um, I'm going to uh, give this a spin while you tell us about the three W's and then we'll get into the what this tastes like all right three W's who what when uh, so who it's good for uh, intermediate smokers uh, I think it's like a, a good like level two like a beginner level two uh, you know if you tried out your uh, entry level strains you want to take the next step um that that being said, because it's uh, you know, like 15 percent indica, uh, I don't see uh, you know a whole lot of uh, uh, head anxiety or you know bad trips uh, coming from this strain. Uh, it is just going to chill you out, which in a really relaxed state of mind. Uh, so that's what it's good for. Uh, what it's good for? Uh, Netflix, watching movies, uh, being quarantined at home. Uh, I think it's good for that. Uh, hitting the, hitting the couch. Um, but not necessarily like not, not restricted to just, just the couch. I think you can, you can smoke this stuff. You can go have a, a long walk or a hike, uh, and, and still, you know, enjoy it. Uh, it's still, you know, a good, you know, euphoric head high, but there's all these thoughts. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, you know what I was just going to say is this seems like it would be a good strain once we can get outside as a as a group, um, summer strain, late evening stroll. You go for a nice walk. Maybe it's in the River Valley in Edmonton. I don't know. By the time you get home from your walk, you're nearing the end of your high. You're ready for bed. Seems like a perfect late night summer strain. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I like that, Dean. That's great uh, for sure. I think like it's it's a great after after dinner strain. Like it's a dessert. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with how it tastes it's sweet uh it's relaxing uh, i think evening use is best but I, I like the dessert reference that you gave that's nice for sure man okay taste test um I, there i definitely get uh like a a, a sweet there's like a sweet uh, i don't know would you say fruity i think it's fruity for sure sweet and fruity um and and smooth I, I i feel like it, it just tasted smooth and there's also like a, a bubble gum flavor to it with that sweetness um kind of like old school bubble gum and uh what i what i noticed was uh, definitely more banana flavor than strawberry 
uh, in terms of if we're you know going after the namesake uh, and trying to figure out definitely more of like a banana sweetness to it. I get um, I get a a, a sweetness. Um, I, I get uh, like pine needles. Like uh, if you're like walking on a trail and you don't duck in time, and you get like a face full of pine needles. Uh, it's kind of what I get, and and there's a little bit of a musky sweetness to it. So, um, I, I obviously the sweetness with the, if you're talking about a, a fruitiness and stuff like that, but there's a little bit of a, like an undertones of musk, and there's something I'm trying to. I think it's the musk that I get on the the exhale um, is kind of where I think I'm because when I first tried it uh, the other day when I first got it, I couldn't identify that, and then now the more I'm 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 tasting it, it's kind of what. I'm getting anyway. And, and like we said, everybody's a little bit different, but there, you know, I think we can both agree on the sweetness of this one, the sweet taste. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, I always, I always felt like it, uh, it tastes like it smells mm-hmm. uh, and it had that kind of similar kind of like fruity, uh, a little, a little hay or, or earthy. Um, yeah, but, uh, pretty nice, pretty nice strain in terms of like, uh, flavors. It is. Uh, so there it is. Uh, if you're watching, you're looking at Strawberry Twist from Sundial, an Indica-dominant hybrid. This is 18.3%. So we, as we mentioned, intermediate, level two, not for the beginner, um, but a really good uh, next strain if you want to take a uh, step up. So, Chris, thanks as always for joining us here on What's That Strain? Uh, good luck uh, with everything at uh, Nova on Jasper Ave, as I'm sure it's going to get just a little bit busier here as we go. Thanks, as always, for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dean. Bud, dope, flower, ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant, tie stick, salad. So let's explore another Weed word of the day. Samuel O. Jacks, The Hobbit's Leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. All right, uh, we also haven't done weed word of the day, so I've been slacking. Sorry about that. Uh, but uh, hey, man, I, I uh, had some mango haze. I got some focus, and here I am ready to do weed word of the day, where, you know, we're just going to start celebrating like one word instead of going through a whole bunch. and. Uh, I'd love uh, for for you to uh, submit your own uh, weed word of the day. If you have a, a special word for weed, drop us a line uh, on Twitter at the Cannabis One Hundred One, Instagram at the Cannabis One Hundred One Podcast. You can get us on Facebook at Cannabis One Hundred One Podcast, and you can email us as well, Cannabis One Hundred One Podcast at gmail dot com, and head to Cannabis One Hundred One Podcast dot ca for full episodes and more so the uh, weed word of the day that i'm going with it today and you know it's uh, we had mike the grow pro on uh so i thought this was kind of fitting uh it's uh it's backyard boogie so it's it's more than one word but backyard boogie i've never heard of this is uh i guess slang for home grow for growing in your backyard for growing your own weed now uh, as Mike said, in, in our climate, growing outside is not going to get you the greatest weed. And, and that's kind of what this refers to is uh, not great weed grown uh, in your own backyard and uh, doesn't really pass the smell test or uh, the, uh, the eye test uh, for that matter. So backyard boogie for home grow is the uh, weed 
word of the day. And uh, if you are indeed watching us on uh, the WeTube or YouTube or our various social media streams, thanks very much for doing that. Uh, if not, check out our channels, uh, the Cannabis 101 podcast. That's where you can find them on YouTube or uh, the WeTube. And we also stream them uh, quite a bit on social media. So you can find out where we record. And, uh, you know, once we get back to normal life, uh, Chris Ionson and I uh, won't be uh, doing things through Skype or the phone. And uh, we can be doing them uh, in person once again. So the weed word of the day, once again, is the backyard boogie. is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. And that just about wraps things up. I just want to remind you about the April appreciation party going on at the Cannabis 101 podcast website. That is www.cannabis101podcast.com. It's simple. Head to the site, hit subscribe. You're in the mix for our weekly newsletter. We're not going to bombard your inbox with a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you know, if there's breaking news that we have an announcement for, we'll send that out. But most of the time, it's going to be every Friday at 420. Once you're in the mix, you are eligible for our weekly every Friday draw for a regal cigar that's in april every friday in april we've already done one and in the mix for the grand prize which right now consists of a beaker bong courtesy of spirit leaf argyle thank you very much jessica as well as a dna kit from lobo genetics our good friends there thank you very much sam and of course the grand prize wouldn't be the same without the four pack of the regal cigar the full collection big thanks to andre from regal cigars so head to the website subscribe you're in the mix you've got a newsletter which recaps a bunch of stuff and has a whole bunch of cool things that that we think you will enjoy but i guess you'll have to make your own decision on that and that is going to indeed wrap things up for us on episode 43 today I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps to improve the show. If you think you'd make a good guest or you'd like to be involved as an advertiser, please send me an email. Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. That's Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. And as usual, we will leave you with the sounds of uh, my dead dog, the artist, my dead dog, uh, as he plays us out with uh, marijuana, an exclusive for the Cannabis 101 podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Remember, it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. Very far.
it in my brain I love you Mary Jane Marijuana Oh hello lemon cheese Another bowl for me please You get in my brain Take me down Yeah!